0: Hey everyone, it's me, Ryan Turford, I'm in my house, and you're listening to the most playstation perfect podcast on the internet. It's the PlayStation Drive. I'm on a Discord call with my friend Matt Sawinski and on our journey today. Oh my god, the PlayStation Showcase just happened, there are so many games and March 2022. Looks like it's going to be crazy, so jump on into the PlayStation Drive. ba ba da ba 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 da
1: my god, Ryan, there's so much to
0: talk about. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know, I'm I'm just full of hype today. Let me tell you what, because whew, we just got finished watching the PlayStation 2021 showcase. And oh my god, we have so much to talk about this week on, on the show. Let me tell you what, <laughs> you kind of alluded to it, Matt. Um, uh, so let's just start right into things. But before we get into the showcase stuff, as always, We've got to clean the garage a little bit because, you know, it's, it'll, if we don't do that, you know, the dust, dust bunnies are just going to pile up in there and we don't want that. so Everywhere. First off, if you want to support the show, there's a number of awesome ways you can do that. Of course, you can support us by subscribing to us on your podcast service of choice. Google Podcasts, Apple, Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, run all the things. So go find us there on your podcast service of choice. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it on the show in addition to that if you want to see our beautiful faces every single week because we do have a YouTube version of the show go up every single week YouTube.com slash Yumi Capri is how you go do that of course like subscribe share with all your friends throw a little comment in there say hey I'm here to support the algorithm as we tell you guys to do on on every show Um, especially this week because I know console Kato on the Nintendo Drive this week kind of brought up a good point where it is really important to do all that stuff because otherwise, like even our own subscribers aren't seeing some of the content. So of course, do all the things to help the algorithm so people see that the show, you know, is there and we exist. Last but not least, of course, if you want to throw some bucks our way, head on over to patreon.com slash You get early access to this and all of our shows, as well as some exclusive content, including the Pants Patreon Podcast for Patrons Podcast, as well as the Yumi <laughs> Capri show, as well as be some other stuff coming this fall so we'll talk about that maybe later but enough about that let's grab our a-tracks pop them in and let's quickly get through this playlist matt because we want to kind of get mm-hmm. to the showcase um what did you play this week
1: uh hop back into chris tales um still enjoying my time with it it's it's fine it it's a it's a case of a, a lot of uh style very pretty lots going on. Mm-hmm. But eh. I don't know. I'll see how it it continues. And I finally played the Tales of Arise demo. I'm incredibly excited for launch tomorrow. So I decided to finally jump in. Um, I was really on the fence, whether I should or whether I shouldn't. I was like, screw it, let's go. Super impressed. Graphics are beautiful. Like it kept not really making sense in my mind that it was a Tales game, given Mm -hmm. how drastically different it looks, uh, which is totally fine. I mean, it looks great. Uh, I'm just really, really excited, and especially after all these incredible reviews. And I mean, there's like, what, it's sitting at almost 90 on Metacritic, which is incredibly high for a Tales game. I am so, so ready, Ryan, to jump into that game and definitely not worry about things like Deathloop or Kena or Lost Judgment. Or like the 80 bajillion
0: games all coming out this month, because uh, the how long to beat uh, thing for Tales is currently sitting at 100 hours for the completionist time. So... We're going to mm-hmm. have fun with that. Um, I should mention uh, before we, we kind of uh, wrap up the Tales topic real quick, um, we will be having a review for Tales at some point. We don't have an exact date on when we're going to record that, um, but mm-hmm. it'll probably be myself, um, Matt, as well as Sean Capri. We're going to try and do the, a show between the three of us together um, to kind of Yay. do a review for Tales at some point in the future. So we haven't we haven't figured it out, out a day yet but, for that, but uh, we will have one up for that in case y'all are asking, cause that's going to be an RPG cave production, but of course it's going to air on, you know, this PlayStation drive feed as well. So look out for that in the future. Um, next up as far as what I played, cause I mm-hmm. really didn't play much. I played same things I played last week, aliens Fire and team elite, final fantasy 14, because I, I just didn't really want to start anything new this week yeah. because, for the reasons you just, you know, mentioned Matt. There's there's so many games out this week that I'm very excited about because Life is Strange uh, just went live this afternoon. That's right. I haven't had a chance to to play it yet. It's it's sitting on my PlayStation 5, ready to go. Um, as well as you know, I've got a couple of Switch games. I've got uh, Sonic Colors, um, which I haven't played yet. Um, which is a game that from all I've heard has been is fine on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. So if you play it there, it's fine. It's just if you play on switch or or the base consoles, I think that's where it runs into problems, but uh,
1: yeah, you might want to wait on that one anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: That, there's that too. Like, especially with how many games are out right now. So there we go. That's, that's what we've been playing this week, but enough about that. I'm slamming the brakes on this conversation very early on in the show, five minutes in the show, because we got to talk about the PlayStation showcase. Oh my God. 40 minutes of awesome. is how I would describe the showcase, Matt. It was very exciting. Yep. So we're going to go through all of the announcements from the showcase one by one and basically talk about, you know, what we liked, what we didn't like, uh, all that good stuff. So let's kick it off the way they kicked off the show with Jim Ryan coming on stage and talking about place. No, we're not starting <laughs> with, sorry, with Jim Ryan, but he was there. He talked about, obviously, you know, we're going to watch a whole bunch of game stuff and that's exactly what we did. So mm-hmm. first trailer that we got, as soon as I heard, um, that the, the quote from the, the, the order of the Jedi kind of speech at the very beginning, I knew what this announcement was before they showed me anything. And I started (laughs) freaking out, Matt, because Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake was formally announced. So this is a game that has been in the rumor bill for a long time. Uh, We had heard rumors about it all the way back to last year, actually. Um, And Mm -hmm. we were basically told we would be very surprised who the developer of this game is. And sure enough, it's being developed by Aspire, and it's actually being published by Sony on PlayStation 5 mm-hmm. and PC, so it's coming to PS5 and PC at some unknown date. We don't know when it's coming out or anything like that. Um, we do know it is a PlayStation 5 console launch exclusive, so it will be coming to Xbox at some point. We don't know when that's gonna happen, uh, but Matt, I know, if memory serves, I don't think you've ever played KOTOR, right? I have not. So, did this do anything for you? What, what did you think about the, the trailer for
1: the remake of Night of the Republic? Um, I'm super curious to see it. I, I've, I've only ever heard incredible things about Kotor and the sequel. I believe there is a sequel, right? Yeah, Kotor two. Yeah, I've always heard incredible things. I've tried to get into Kotor uh, on mobile for a little bit, but I just didn't like the way that things controlled. I didn't like how it felt, so I decided to just kind of leave it alone and you know hope and pray for a, a way to play it later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm super super stoked that this is coming. I cannot wait to dive in. I'm I, like, even in the post show, they were talking about how they're staying very faithful to what the game is while also kind of, you know, expanding on it and making it, you know, look beautiful. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to actually see gameplay. I'm super, super in on this. What about you, Ryan? Are you a big KOTOR fan?
0: Yeah. So K- Knights of the Republic is one of my all time favorite games. It's definitely in my personal top 10 games of all time, but it is a game that has not aged well as far as the combat is concerned because the story mm-hmm. itself is still incredible. One of the best Star Wars stories ever told, in my opinion. I think that um, it's, it's an incredible experience. And first of all, for folks out there at home who have never played Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic before, do not look at spo- story spoilers at all before playing the, the remake because um, the story itself has some some great moments in it that you know you, you do not want to be spoiled about because it has some what, some of my favorite gaming moments of any game I've played. So um, I think mm-hmm. the the game is incredible. Um, I'm so excited to see what this remake actually is going to be uh, and what it's going to play like. I, I imagine that since they're talking about how it's going to be very faithful, because the original was a turn-based RPG um, from Bioware, it played a lo- actually a lot more similarly to games like older Bioware games, like uh, Baldur's Gate, for example, where it was almost mm. like a point-and-click RPG j- that just happened to be in a 3D space, essentially, um, where essentially you had auto attacks and you basically like queued up different abilities. And, and your character would perform them. That, that's kind of how the combat would work. So I imagine if the, from the tonage they're probably going to do something similar, where it's going to be a turn-based game again. In fact, that, that's what I would prefer. And maybe if they cleaned up the turn-based system and and made it made it a little more engaging, I think that would be kind of a slam dunk. Um, combined with if they keep the story intact and uh, but give it a new coat of paint as far as the visuals, I think this could be a very very promising game um, coming from Aspire. But I am a little bit worried about the project, not so much that um, it's a remake of a beloved game, and I mean, we've seen those kind of be hit or miss from time to time, Mm -hmm. um, which is part of the reason why I've talked about on the show before, how I'm not like super excited for the Dead Space remake. I kind of feel the same way about this, because Aspire, uh, for folks that don't know, they are known for doing ports of games, but they are not really known for doing their own games. In fact, I actually went and kind of double checked this before we started recording today, and mm-hmm. they've never developed their own game from the ground up before. Like they've only done ports of games or remasters. They've never done a full remake of a game before. So interesting. I'm interested to see how this plays out um, because I think that they've definitely earned a shot like this over the years from, from doing a lot of quality ports, but also they've done a lot of not so good ports too. So um, I'm interested to see how this turns out because as a, as a huge KOTOR fan, I want this to be amazing um, because again, the original game was from Bioware, my all time favorite developer. And it's one of my favorite games of all time. So I want this to be awesome for all the people like you, Matt, who've never played the game before, or even someone like Sean over on the Xbox drive, because he played the game for the first time last year. um, Mm. And he just couldn't really get into it because uh, like he, he made it to all the way to the end, but like, the combat and kind of the the map design kind of, you know, pushed him away. Like all the systems really, you know, pushed him away from experiencing the game the way he probably should have. So um, I'm really hoping this is awesome.
1: Do you think there's a chance this goes the Final Fantasy VII Remake route where they make the combat much more action-oriented given that it's a remake? Do you think that there's a possibility? I know you just mentioned you would rather it stay Mm turn-based, but do you think that that's a world that could happen? I think
0: that's that's a distinct possibility. I, I Again, I'm only inferring from the verbiage they gave us that I'm thinking mm-hmm. it'll continue to be turn-based um, because they're talking about they talked about this in the post-show very differently than how the team at Square Enix talked about Final Fantasy VII remake when they announced yeah. that for for the first time. And so that's why I feel like it's probably going to continue remaining in the turn-based route. But you never know um, mm-hmm. if they find that maybe an action-based combat system might work out better for the game. Then then yeah, I think it might be a distinct possibility. I think the the other reason why it might not go down that road is because um, you have a mixture of a bunch of different weapon styles in in KOTOR, the original. Um, you have a bu- access to a bunch of different blasters as well as lightsabers and other melee weapons. And I don't know how well that would contrast to them trying a bunch of different gameplay styles with a bunch of different weapon True. types because that might be okay. a little bit complicated to kind of develop. But you never know. I'm just excited to see what this is going to be because we didn't see gameplay from this and we don't know how far away it is. So... At this point, it could really be anything. So I just I'm just excited to see more, and I'm glad Kotor's back because I mean the fact that they never did a Kotor three, they they did the Old Republic, which is an MMO that kind of continued the story after Kotor two. Um, mm-hmm. I liked the the idea that they continued with there, but I, I really always wanted them to kind of revisit Kotor. I am a little little bum though that it's not Bioware doing this, or um, another, or even Obsidian, because Obsidian actually did the sequel to Knights of the Old Republic. So. Um, in fact, it's basically been three different developers doing three different KOTOR games. Plus, The Old Republic, even though it's a Bioware game, was done by Bioware Texas, which is a completely different you know studio from Bioware Edmonton. So, yeah, it's been like all every game has had a different studio devoted to it, which is bizarre. We don't see that that often with game series.
1: I'm also very surprised that this is a console launch exclusive. Given, wasn't the original an Xbox game? It was an ex- Xbox exclusive, published by so Microsoft. Th- super interesting. Cause there, I mean, there's been a lot of rumors about that Indiana Jones game as well. So I wonder if that's going to be an Xbox exclusive in its place, but like very, very, very curious to see that it's going to be a console launch exclusive. At least I'm yeah. sure it'll probably come to Xbox a year later or whatever agreement yeah. they've worked well, out. Well, It's like even crazier like, that
0: Sony is the one publishing this too. Right. It's yeah. not even LucasArts that's publishing it, which is kind of crazy. Wild. Yeah. So either way we'll see more of that in the coming months, but I did not expect to see that here. At all, and I'm very excited to play it. All right, <laughs> next up, uh, switching gears, we got a new hack and slash game called Project Eve announced. This is from uh, shipped, Shift Up over in Korea. It looked very much like a Bayonetta, like Devil May Cry style, you know, fast action, uh, like ha- hack and slash game. It looked cool, um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, I don't know, I, I've never really been into a lot of Korean uh, developed action games. Cause we've seen games like this before come from, you know, Korean studios and I've never really been into them. Um, so I don't know how I'm tempering my excitement about this, but I love games like this. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's awesome. But Matt, did you, this trailer do anything for you? What do, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm stoked. It was awesome actually hearing Korean. Like I've gotten so used to hearing Japanese and a lot of, you know, games, but it's nice to actually hear, you know, Hangul being spoken. Um, the trailer itself, a little long. I don't know if we needed like a four-minute trailer yeah. and a forty-minute presentation. The game itself looks cool, and I'm super curious to see more of it. The monster design looks in- inter- like interesting. The combat looks slick. Uh, for me, when it comes to action games like this, I'm very picky. Really like Devil May Cry. Really tried to get into Bayonetta, and it just didn't completely click with me. Uh, so I'm very curious to see, well, maybe not to see more from it because I feel like we already saw a lot. Yeah. But curious to see you know things like a release date, things like just you know when is it coming. What does it actually look like when you're playing a mission front to back? So I'm, I'm excited to see more of it. I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, I don't really have a lot of experience, I think, with Korean action games. So this one for me got me excited. I'm, I'm curious to see more.
0: Nice, and, and I mean, at least they didn't do the Pearl Abyss thing, because Pearl Abyss is the studio that does uh, Black Desert, and they also did that that game that we saw, that the Monster Kitchen game, during the the Jeff Keighley showcase, where it was like, all their trailers that they do are like 10 to 15 minutes long, so yep. <laughs> at least it wasn't like that, because uh, Pearl Abyss is like, probably one of the biggest developers over in Korea, so um, I, I just love the the comparison when it comes to this. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to see more of this, like, it, it's piqued my interest a little bit, but... We'll see Mm -hmm. in the coming months uh, what's going on with this game. Next up, Tina's Wonderlands gameplay trailer was shown. Um, This, of course, uh, we got the announcement of this uh, over the summer, and uh, we we finally saw gameplay of it and a release date. So it's coming on March 25th because, Matt, what we need is more games in March and (laughs) February of next year. Let me tell you what. Um, This trailer, though, however, as someone who is not really into Borderlands at all because I've always tried to give Borderlands a chance and I've just never really gotten into Borderlands games. This one, again, looked like more Borderlands but in a fantasy setting and that doesn't really do anything for me personally. So what do you think about this trailer, Matt?
1: I'm with you, Ryan. I've tried to get into this series over and over again and it's just never really clicked. And then ever since all the stories about Randy Pitchford came out and stuff just made me want to try to like it less. Um, So for me, I'm I like that they're doing something a little bit different with it. I would like that they're, you know, taking into a fantasy realm. It it does look visually interesting and much more diverse compared to what we've gotten before from borderlands, but this is probably not something I'm really going to hop in on, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we're both probably pretty mad, but I don't I don't think we're the the audience for this either. So,
1: yeah, no yeah. fault to the game's quality is just not. My I'm opinion.
0: sure people will actually have fun with this one, to be honest, mm-hmm. especially because the Borderlands games are quality, despite the fact that neither of us really like them. I know. I know Sean really likes the Borderlands games. Um, I know he was disappointed by three, but I, I know he's really liked those games. So I'm curious to talk to mm-hmm. him about that. Maybe next up. For spoken, a game that I'm actually pretty excited about, got the, a new gameplay trailer, which also showed more of the story and kind of cued, cued us into um, how kind of the, the story comes about in this game, which I thought was really interesting. So first off, um, we don't have an exact release date yet, but we do know finally spring 2022 is when we're expecting this game. Um, but essentially... What's going to happen, what, what happens in the story in this game is basically the, the main character kind of lives in present day, but she goes through this random portal into this fantasy world and she has this like arm cufflet uh, bracelet that kind of like talks to her, but also gives her like magical powers and she goes around and basically kills monsters. I think it looks pretty mm-hmm. cool, but what did you think about this one?
1: God, I can't wait for this game. It's basically an isekai. Let's yeah. go th- to a different world and mess around. uh One of the biggest things, Ryan, in a game that can get me excited quickly is if tr- the traversal looks fluid and slick. Yeah, and everything about Forspoken just looks beautiful. The movement just looks like it's going to be such a joy to actually just physically move around. That's something that Insomniac nailed with Spider-Man. And Forspoken seems to be kind of going that route as well. Combat looks visually interesting. It seems like there's going to be a lot of variety in how you can play. I'm I'm super, super excited. I'm so happy we got confirmation of spring 2022. I just pray (laughs) it's not March. Oh no, it'll be February
0: instead. Even better. I know.
1: <laughs> Give it to me in late April so I can digest everything that happens in the first three months of the game. And I'm sure uh, first three months of the year. I'm sure spring isn't going to be any better, but like I'm, I can't wait for this one. I'm really, really excited. It's one of my most anticipated games.
0: Yeah. I'm with you. Like I could tell just by looking at the gameplay from that game and the traversal, like I know that game's going to be fun just by looking mm-hmm. at it. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm very hyped for that game. I was already pretty excited about it, but that trailer, I think, really sold me on it. So um, I'm excited to see more of this uh, going forward. And that's an, like the, basically the second Isekai game, I guess, or Isekai-esque <laughs> game from, from Square after uh, Stranger in Paradise Final Fantasy uh, as well, which, which debuted last year, which I was actually very surprised we didn't see that here because that's actually supposed to come out also in spring 2022 as well because Matt... We need to kill
1: chaos. We're here to, we kill, to chaos kill chaos. In our target branded t-shirt. Yeah, I, that for me I think feels more TGS. Yeah. That cuz uh, cuz I I'm a, I if I remember correctly that is multi-platform. So that seems to me like we'll probably see more from that in a couple of weeks. That's but, true. But we yeah. we
0: saw a debut at place at a PlayStation show. So that's why I thought it might yep.
1: be here. But next up
0: Rainbow Six Extraction got another trailer, this time a story-based trailer. It's coming sometime in January of 2022, so we don't have an exact release date for it. Again, it was delayed from this year because it was originally supposed to come out this fall, um, but it actually is coming out in January instead. Um, I think it looks fine. Again, the story didn't really you know, get me excited to play it. The gameplay I, I, is probably going to be pretty fun, but I don't know. What What do you think, Matt? I can see you kind of looked on your face over there.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm whelmed on this one uh, this one for me is going to be one of those things where if it reviews well and people are stoked on it I'll probably hop in but like I mr Midas was actually tweeting about this and I kind of agree with him I don't really know who this is for like yeah. this doesn't seem what like hardcore Rainbow Six audience wants while also like right now we're in the midst of so many of these co-op shooters like we we have back for blood coming you know even um, th- there's a lot going on so I don't really know who this game is for Mm-hmm. I, I, which there's no slight against the game itself. It does look interesting. It does look cool. I'm sure it'll be fun. But yeah, for me, this is kind of like a wait and see and see how the reviews turn out.
0: Yeah, I'm coming in the same boat. Like we, for the most part here at you and Capri, we pretty much play everything Ubisoft puts out. So, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll probably be playing this one as well. Um, but it, I, I, I'm not super stoked for it or anything like that, especially because I don't love... You know, four-player co-op shooters. That's not usually a, a genre that I'm super all about. Despite you know me telling the story on the Xbox Drive this week about us playing Halo Three co-op this weekend, uh, we basically mm-hmm. played the whole game and it was a lot of fun. But I don't play those games that like four-player co-op games that all that often. So um, I'm interested to to maybe you know see what happens when it comes out. But yeah, I'm not super psyched about it. All right, next up, and we talked about this one on the Xbox Drive yesterday, but I, I'm sure we're gonna have a different take on it on this show. Alan Wake Remastered was officially announced. Um, now, mind you, this was announced yesterday via a, a blog post after this leaked um, as it was coming to the Epic Game Store. Um, but we actually got a release date for it because they didn't give us a release date yesterday. Um, it's actually coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 on October 5th. This is actually the very first time that Alan Wake is coming to PlayStation because this was an Xbox 360 exclusive game. As well as it was on PC as well. Um, for those that haven't played Alan Wake, you basically play as a, a writer. He's almost like a Stephen King like character, um, but he and he basically goes to this like small town in in Maine, and he's trying to like basically finish his book. Um, but essentially, his wife gets kidnapped, and he has to go save her. But there's a bunch of monsters around, which are from his book. So it, he's, it's almost like he's trapped in his own book, which is just really, really, really cool. Just a cool premise for a game. It was a game I really mm-hmm. liked when it came out. Um, we talked about it on the Roundabout, which is our th- Xbox 360 series over on the Xbox Drive. And I think it's actually a pretty solid game, despite the fact that um, the gameplay, I think, hasn't really aged super well. Um, so, Matt, I don't think you've played Alan Wake like, either. Are you excited about this? What do you think?
1: Uh, I'm, I am and I'm not, honestly. Like, these kinds of horror games... Well, like thriller, let's say, because I don't know if it's outright horror. Yeah, it's not really a th- uh, horror
0: game. It's, it's not a survival horror game either. It's, it's more of a like a thriller, like a Stephen King yeah. style
1: game. For me, these kinds of games uh, kind of live and breathe by the combat like if I feel like I'm having fun playing it and I get invested in the story that's great and similarly to like you just said Ryan I haven't heard a ton of great things about how the combat has aged And from the way that developers are talking about this one it seems like they're being quite faithful to the original and they're not kind of doing like a massive overhaul mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm this one's for me it's like I've always been curious about Alan Wake I've heard really interesting things about it the setup seems really cool I just don't I, like I want to see what people are saying about it and what you know the, the fans have to say because uh, this, I might pick this up, but I might pass this by if people are saying like, "Yeah, it's cool," mm-hmm. but all it really, really is this is that it looks better, but it doesn't really play much better. Yeah, it, I don't know. From, it didn't, didn't look like
0: they really changed any of the combat from from what we saw here. So I imagine it's just. It's, if it's not a straight port, it's going to be a port with some visual enhancements for, for the most part, which when yeah. we talked about it on the Xbox drive yesterday, we were definitely much more down on it because on Xbox, we already have a backwards compatible version of Alan Wake with Xbox One X enhancements that, that mm-hmm. also carry over to Series X. And it looks great on that console. In fact, it looked just as good as the trailer we saw today. And you can pick it up for five bucks. So um, versus, you know, whatever this is going to cost, because we don't have an exact price. I don't think at the time we're recording this, Um, I imagine it won't be a full price game, but it might be like 30 bucks. But like, is it going to be worth 30 bucks if you already have an Xbox? Like, that's the tricky thing about this.
1: I've seen a lot of rumors and speculation that this could be coming to PlayStation Plus in October, which I mean, like a brand new game of this caliber would to me seems like a big get, uh, especially right out the gate. But if if that is an actual possibility, then I would obviously play it because, I mean, you know, with Plus, we get it for free. And I think it would make sense if you like what you're saying, it's already on Xbox and readily available. Um, But I mean, I guess I guess we'll see as we kind of get closer to it, because like you said... We just got the release date, and we don't have anything as far as pricing, as far as I can tell.
0: Yeah, no Um, pricing, no real details about what's kind of changed. For the most part, it's kind of ambiguous at this point. Not only that, but Mm -hmm. October 5th, as we've very much discovered with the Yumi and Capri spreadsheet for all the games coming out this fall, bad time for the game to come out, because there are lots of games coming out that week, and it's (laughs) going to be a rough week for the game, I think, so... Um, yeah. I, I hope it stands out. But, but again, if it's on Plus, I think more people are going to probably check it out. So mm-hmm. hopefully that's what they do with it. All right, next up, speaking of remasters of games, Grand Theft Auto V's PS5 trailer was shown, but it was supposed to come out this fall, but it actually has been delayed to March 2022. Also, fun fact, um, I, I I was like almost going to be freaking out with this trailer because I thought when they said, also... I thought that meant they were going to announce that the trilogy, the rumored trilogy of um, oh, right. the old Grand Theft Auto games, but no, it's just Grand Theft Auto Online, and you know they confirmed Grand Theft Auto Online is there too, sometime in March because we need more games in March of 2022. It's Grand Theft Auto Five. Do I really need to say anything else about
1: this? It's fine. It exists hmm. Yeah, I had a similar reaction to you, Ryan, when they said like and I was expecting because for whatever reason they were showing a lot of first person perspective. I was like, oh, my God, VR, let's go. Then I'll actually buy this game. If it was in, if it was playable on PSVR, I would have been there for it. And then, yeah, instead we got Grand Theft Auto online. Uh, I want to call out Jason Tr- Schreier's tweet very quickly here. It says November 2nd, 2011, Grand Theft Auto five trailer, September 9th, 2021, Grand Theft Auto five trailer. Um, so, I mean, we we've, we're almost at uh, well, we are at almost at 10 years with this game. Yeah, whatever. It's it's still here. <laughs> it it still exists. It, and you know what? Next year it'll probably
0: be the top-selling game of next year. So Probably. The, there you go. Probably. So, again, people are excited for Grand Theft Auto, I guess. I know Donnie Reese was very crushed uh, over at Play Some Video Games uh, because uh, it is not coming out this year because I know he was very excited about this. But alas, not this year. Next up, though, speaking of games that were supposed to come out this year, but were it was delayed, Ghostwire Tokyo got a new trailer, basically to set up a a bit of the story, and then showing more gameplay from it, coming sometime in 2022, so again, we don't really have anything else to go on for that. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo is uh, a game that I'm pretty excited about because I love horror games, and um, the, the studio making it is really awesome because they did the Evil Within games before, which I also really liked, so I'm excited about this, but it seems so far away, and at this point, I just want them to kind of just go away with this game until they're ready to kind of announce when it's coming out at this point. But, and I'm Matt, I know you don't love really, really
1: like horror games. So I'm curious. Yeah. Do you, uh, does this do anything? What do you think? <laughs> I'm actually excited about this one. I think the biggest thing with horror games for me is how powerful the main character can feel. And it mm-hmm. seems given that this is the kind of beatiest gameplay chunk that we've gotten so far, you're going to have some pretty cool abilities to use. So I'm much more inclined to look at this. Like if the game is tough, but you know, you could, I feel like I'm doing things, then I'm much more inclined towards playing it. Um, I agree with you, Ryan. We've seen s- not a lot of Ghostwire Tokyo, but I feel like we've just seen it for so long across so many showcases, across yeah. so many presentations that like like you said, I'm glad it's coming out in 2022. Just, just go away with it. The gameplay looks dope. I don't need to see any more from this. Yeah, Just just tell me when it's ready.
0: Well, you just wait. This is going to be like the new Deathloop, which we're going to talk about in a bit, where you see a trailer yep. in every showcase for like a year. No, we don't mm-hmm. need that. We don't need that with Ghostwire Tokyo. Please, Sony, don't do that. Um, but next up, game a game that I know you are super excited about, Matt. Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy got a new story trailer shown. It is coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, of course, on October 26th. That hasn't changed. We already knew that, but um, the, the story looks pretty cool in this game. Like it looks pretty decent, but Matt, I know you are the resident guardians of the galaxy person on Yumi Capri. Cause I think you're the only person on, on our team <laughs> that is really excited about this game. But uh, did they, what, what did you think about this trailer?
1: Yeah, I'm stoked. Like I want this to be what Avengers should have been. Um, I like this to me, a single player, you know, focused story driven campaign. That, that's what I want. And the campaign in Avengers was fine, but I'm, I have higher expectations for guardians. Now, to be upfront, I'm not expecting this to be a 9 out of 10. I'm not even really expecting this to be a solid 8. For me, if it lands somewhere in the 7 range, I'll be perfectly happy with it. I like the characters. I like what they seem to be doing with it. The combat is still something that I would like to see some more of. And I know we got a lengthy mm-hmm. you know, trailer a little while ago, but you know uh, my co-host over on uh, Burnout Brighter, Darren, is, is a little nervous about arranged character like that with especially like it doesn't look like there's a ton of impact to his attacks so i'm curious to see more of that but as long as they nail the characters and they tell a fun story and we get to see a bunch of weird marvel space stuff and we saw you know airship com- well space combat for the first time so you're going to be able to fly around i'm excited it's very close it's around the corner i love it when the time from reveal to you know launch is this close so i'm i'm excited for it again my expectations aren't through the roof, but as long as this lands somewhere in the sevens, I'll be pleasantly surprised if it's higher than that. I'm even more stoked, but I'm I'm excited to f- to dig in on this in just a couple months.
0: Yeah, I think the combat. I know what uh, what Sean and I were kind of getting hung up about with the combat from the original trailer was essentially they just showed you basically fighting Jello cubes, and then that yeah. was it. Like that was like the only enemy type. they like. Not only that, but the, the very little impact when, when Peter was hitting the enemies, it was just like, this doesn't look very fun. Uh, but from the co- little bit of combat we saw from this trailer, like it looked like you had like a good uh, variety of enemies, and the, the, the combat looked a little bit more fast and fluid than what we maybe saw from the gameplay trailer before. So again, mm-hmm. if the combat is fun, I think this might actually be a pretty good game. Because I, I didn't mind the combat in Avengers, I just didn't really like the live service stuff. So if they can make it feel fun, and they can tell a good story, then... I might actually, you know, pick this up and play it because this is a game that I was very down on before, admittedly, when we saw it before. But uh, if they can turn it around and it's awesome, then I I will definitely check it out for sure. Because I do like the the Guardians. I think that they have, uh, uh, like, I think that team's pretty cool and I like the kind of the humor that they put into the Guardians. So I'm excited to see more of it.
1: Yeah, as long as the story lands and the choices are fun, like the biggest thing about Avengers Combat that bothered me was just again, the lack of knockback, like there wasn't a ton of it. And on top of the fact that like enemies were just kind of like, here's the same enemy as before, but it's stronger and it's more of a punching bag. Now if, if they get around the, the the squishiness Of those character of those enemies, then I think this game will be fine. But that that is my biggest concern, honestly, is how spongy do these characters feel? How long can you just lay into them before nothing happens? So as long as they as long as they get around that, I think it'll be okay.
0: There's no greater feeling than playing as the Hulk, running up to an enemy and punching it and just standing there,
1: doing nothing. Yep, because punching (laughs) it a hundred times and you've taken out a quarter of a health bar. Yeah, as Hulk of all characters,
0: too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very silly. All right. Next up, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt got a new trailer. It is coming to PlayStation 5 sometime in 2021. They didn't It's coming out this year in three months, and they didn't announce a release date. What was that? Um, but at the same time, trailer looked OK. I mean, you play as vampires, you suck people's blood, you kill other vampires. That's pretty much all I could describe from the trailer we saw for it. I don't know. I'm not super excited about this one. It's fine. It exists. It's another Vampire the Masquerade game. Maybe it'll be fun. What what did you think though, Matt?
1: This trailer sold me much more than anything we've seen from this game before. Um, I I think that when the trailer first started, I legit thought that this was the next Vampire the Masquerade like story-driven one. Mm -hmm. And as we kind of saw more from it, I'm genuinely more excited about this than I was before. Still not completely sold. As you said, the fact that it's coming out seemingly this year and we still don't even have like a release month yeah or, or anything around it. Just something it makes me a little nervous and confused. But this trailer did sell me much more than before. So I am genuinely curious to see more from it. Um I'm I, I hope it'll be okay.
0: Yeah. Just there's nothing like, you know, seeing a trailer for a game and it says twenty twenty one like in September. Just <laughs> like yeah. with no date, no month, no nothing. So who knows? Who knows when it's up? I mean, who knows? It might even get delayed at this point, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh I know we're a little bit down, but uh, it's only going to get worse, Matt, because another Deathloop trailer was shown. It's still coming out next week on September 14th. <laughs> maybe maybe next week, Matt, there will be a new trailer for Deathloop with the game coming out because there will be a launch trailer for it. I, I really don't need them to tell me anything else about Deathloop, and at this point, they've kind of killed my excitement for the game. I mean, I, I, I think I've... And to be fair, I had t- told this on the show multiple times where... I mean, Deathloop for me is a game I'm probably going to wait for a sale on, you know, later this year when it goes on sale. That's when I'll pick it up. Or I may even wait till next year when it comes to Xbox because it'll be on Game Pass. But I don't know. It, it's a game that continues to exist. They keep showing it. It still looks
1: it still looks like more Deathloop to be. <laughs> Matt, thoughts? <laughs> I'm actually really excited about this. That's what makes me so frustrated, right? They just had a round of previews go up. Um, Mr. Midas had a dope look at the game and it's like after that I was like okay I know once the showcase got announced I understood that it was probably going to be here it was a longer than it should have been we should have just gotten a death loop coming next week get excited if that if they had left it at that fine I don't need to see anything more from this game it is literally next week I don't want to see more from the story I literally like averted my eyes during that section just because I don't I don't need to see anything more I'm ready I want to play it just
0: why? Just, God, why? Come on. Just put the game out already and just call yes! it this. I mean, to be fair, we kind of knew going into this we would see a trailer for Deathloop because they've done one at every single showcase since the game got announced. But I come on, I was just like, I held out hope that maybe, just maybe, we wouldn't see Deathloop this time. But we saw Deathloop this time. So
1: there, I will give them credit for not shoving a Death Stranding trailer in. I'm at the very least sure we got one yesterday, but I'm glad they didn't shove one into the yeah. showcase, but come, you did not need death loop there. They could have done what well yesterday, and
0: yesterday where they, to your point, they released it before the showcase rather than into the showcase. That might've exactly. been better. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a thing. So there you go. That's our death loop <laughs> talk. We had to talk about it here. Uh, but next up this announcement, very surprising, possibly very weird. Kid, a mencia exib- uh, exhibition was announced coming in november so this is going to be based off the radiohead album kid a which very good album by the way i actually really like radiohead and uh i we know nothing about this i would it's probably not even a game it looks like an exhibit and you listen to kid a i don't know what this is they didn't they also didn't release a a blog post about this either um and i was kind of hoping they would because maybe they could spell out what this actually is but there's no information about it. So <laughs> right now we don't have any info. So as someone who's a radio fed head fan, yeah, I'm excited to see what this is. I mean, k is a great album. Maybe they're going to do something cool with it. Like maybe you play through um, some of the tracks and there's some like cool visuals that go along with it. I don't know, though. I- I'm also curious to know what the price is going to be for this thing. Uh, Matt, what do you think?
1: <laughs> I, I have... Uh- no, no feelings. <laughs> I, I I'm Radiohead is fine. They're not personally my cup of tea, but like I, I appreciate, you know, who they are as artists. Um this for me, like A it was very quick. As you said, we know had no idea what this is. It's seemingly coming out in two months. I, I don't know. I'm curious to see what more they're gonna show from it, whether regardless if it's a game or an experience, whatever it is, if it if it's a cool way to interact with their catalog or with a song, an album, whatever it is it's going to be. Um, I'm excited to see it. Like, I just, I want to, I want to know what this is more than anything else before I reserve, like, I'll reserve judgment until then.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, there you go. That's that. Uh, Next game, first of all, I mean, they didn't pronounce it in the showcase and I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it correctly, so I hope I do. Matt, feel free to correct me if I didn't. Uh, Tika. T-C-H-I-A or Tisha. I don't know how you say it. I'm sure. Chia? I don't know. Maybe? Something. It was announced though. It's got guitars and beaches and it looks like this you know, quirky indie game. Um, we didn't really get a release date or any information about it. I don't even know who's developing this game. So yeah, that's pretty much all we know. We just, we saw some kids hanging out on the beach. You know, one of them was playing the guitar and you played the notes along with it. And then uh, they went and poked crabs in the face with some sticks and that, <laughs> that was that. that. That's all I remember from the trailer, Matt. What, what, I know you're the big indie guy between the two of us. So what do you, what do you think about this one?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you could also like take possession of animals and use them to kind of thing like she dove into a a, 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 the character dove into a seagull and flew around as a seagull, dove into a dog let you run around and dig up some sand. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see more from it. I love a good indie game, especially one as quirky and kind of interesting looking as this Um, given like I'm curious to see how many animals can you dive into what is the story like we got a little glimpse of it but we still don't know exactly what the game is outside of going into animals and gliding like is this something stealth based is it just an adventure game like i'm curious to see more the vibe from the trailer really sold me on it uh yeah yeah, it looks it looks adorable which you know i'm all for a game like that so i'm curious to see more yeah i
0: agree with that i think that it actually looks kind of cute and uh Mm -hmm. yeah i just want to know kind of more about this so Yeah, well, I guess we'll find out at some point. And I think it it really stood out too because it was really like the only indie game that we saw from this showcase. Yeah. um, There there must be a reason why they're showing this, that maybe, you know, Sony's pretty high on this game. So I'm excited to see more. Well, now we've got all the Sony first-party stuff coming up. So first up, Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy Remastered is announced. It's coming to PlayStation 5 and PC in early 2022. Um, I mean, this is—we'd heard rumors about Uncharted coming to PC and PlayStation Five. Um, we'd also seen like the, the the document from the the shareholders meeting with Uncharted Four coming to PC, so we already knew that was coming. But Lost Legacy was also um, an interesting announcement. Um, but another another game in early 2022, Matt. <laughs> Please be excited, Maybe March. Who knows? Uh, what What did you think about this? What did you think about the trailer for uh, these two this bundle of games?
1: I'm genuinely surprised by how much better it looks like i remember those games looking really good but like the trailer actually made them look quite beautiful yeah this is what i want out of a trailer like this it was like a minute long short to the point we saw what we needed to see and they moved on i think it's great that it's coming to pc i think it's awesome that more people will get to experience these games uh, i have a i really really love lost legacy I'm uncharted 4 obviously as well um so i'm excited that more people will get to experience this correct me if i'm wrong ryan but we don't know anything about the internet collection coming to pc right like nope. that, that has not been formally announced that so that just to me means that that's also in the cards i'm sure that will be coming to pc before this comes out yeah um which could be why they're waiting so long i would like if they announce it maybe with like you know a later or beginning of the year yeah because uh, it drop. seems
0: weird to have just four on pc and not the rest of the games especially because like that's the end of the saga it's so weird that it to have it, play that without playing the first three
1: exactly so like for me i i don't know i would love to say that i'm gonna hop back in on these but as we've been talking about the beginning of 2022 is just so ridiculously stacked that like i depending on when i will jump in right away uh but regardless i I do plan on playing these again just because of how much i do like both of them and Mm -hmm. i just you know more players getting their hands on two incredible games why not i have i have no problem with the with their stuff coming to pc um the more the merrier so
0: yeah, yeah definitely I, i'm actually glad to see these games on pc but yeah like it's more just the weirdness of not having all the uncharted games on pc rather than just right. these two i think that's more what's weird to me but these games look very pretty from the trailer i'm curious to know what the upgrade path is going to be like for this one matt i think that's going to be interesting information to find out later. oh the, the look on your face is just priceless so
1: i'm just glad i, I had said that Who i knows? i'm curious because they've already said that like it's going to be $10 going forward, but like but they only announced
0: Gran Turismo and God of War as part of that. They didn't announce
1: anything else. Oh, so. really? I thought they said that like everything going forward is going to be 10 bucks.
0: Well, remasters maybe, maybe I misread
1: it. Maybe, maybe I. I misread it. Doesn't but uh, well, again, is that going to be $10 for Uncharted 4 and then another $10 for Lost? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure we'll find out. I'm sure they're going to do something. I hope they learned a lesson after Horizon, but I'm just, I'm, you know, whatever. It, it is exists. what it is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. And before we get to these next announcements, of course, Herman Holst came out next and basically said, hey, the rest of these announcements are from our our, our first party studios. We're very excited to show them. And I can tell you why I was <laughs> very excited about these, because these are some jacked announcements for the rest of the showcase here. So mm-hmm. first up, I thought when the Insomniac logo came up, I thought this was going to be Spider-Man 2, but it wasn't. It was uh, nope. In a bar. Bunch of dudes knocked over. Bar basically blown up. A dude pulls out a knife and then a dude at the bar pulls out some claws because it's Wolverine. A well, Wolverine game is coming to PlayStation 5. It is confirmed to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive at some point in the future. So no date or anything like that. No gameplay. It's Wolverine. It exists. I don't know how Insomniac does it. <laughs> They're making so many games because this is not the last time we're talking about Insomniac here. <sighs> Matt, what do you think Ugh. about
1: this? I'm... Like this was easily the most shocking part of all of this for me. Um I like you said, like we know Insomniac has two teams being able to do Spider-Man Miles and Ratchet at the same you know, concurrently within so close to each other. I, I imagine that this just means that Insomniac's gonna pretty much be a Marvel studio for the foreseeable future. I can't really imagine I'm gonna be working on much else. Mm-hmm. I'm I, I like Wolverine fine. I actually really, really liked um the Wolverine game that came out back on the PS3. I actually X-Men Origins was.
0: Wolverine? Yes. We just L- talked movie. about that on the Xbox drive this week. <laughs> Would you tell yeah, me? Yeah, movie.
1: Hot garbage. The game was actually a lot of fun. I thought the combat was slick. It was it was a great time. Uh, I hope we get to see some more of the Marvel Universe in this game. Um, just focusing on Wolverine. I hope we do get some interaction with the rest of the X-Men, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm stoked on this, though. I, I was shocked. And like you said what the hell insomniac the blog post goes on to talk about how like they're very early on for this mm-hmm. and with something that we'll talk about very shortly being 2023 i can't imagine this is going to be before 2024 or even 2025 so this to me feels like a very early announcement yeah. but i'm really stoked to see what they're going to do with it yeah. i know you're not the biggest superhero person ryan but are, where was your hype check on wolverine
0: well i really don't as much as I, I respect wolverine for being a canadian character and as much as i like the x-men Wolverine's like my least favorite X-Men. I just don't really like Wolverine. (laughs) So, but at the same time, Insomniac makes really good games. So... I think this Mm -hmm. will be fun and it's a game definitely on my radar despite, you know, all my shortcomings with the character itself. So um, I'm excited to see more and I think it'll probably play into kind of the Spider-Man world and and some other stuff, maybe even giving hints of what's going to come next even from some of the the Sony Marvel games uh, in general. So I imagine there's going to be some crossover that happens. Uh, But yeah, it's 2024. Uh, My bet is actually probably 2025 for this one is probably what I'm betting, which still is weird to me that they're announcing it like three or four years before it's out like mm-hmm. i don't know why they're announcing it this early like they don't they don't have to announce it this early no one knew it was coming like it didn't leak or anything like that so um this announcement is a little bit weird to me because i know fans are going to do the elder Scrolls sticks thing where they're basically going to continue to announce uh, ask the question where's this game where's why aren't wolverine? we seeing more of this game where's wolverine yeah and that's going to continue on ad nauseum until 2024 2025 like you said
1: i I think the biggest question for me for this, and obviously it's very early on, I have no doubt the combat's going to be dope. I have no doubt that this game is going to look beautiful. The characters are going to be great. Again, going back to our, our conversation about Forspoken, I'm really, really curious whether this is going to be open world or not because Wolverine famously is not the most agile character. Sure, he yeah. leaps and stuff like in close quarters, but like... I don't know. I'm a little worried that this might turn into Days Gone with Wolverine because just riding around on like a motorcycle or something to get from point A to point B. If this is something more contained, then we get a series of, you know, a kind of classic style. Here's a bunch of levels thing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, but I imagine it's going to be open world. And if so, very curious to see where it's going to be set because we don't really have, you know, as New York as the Spider-Man. There isn't really that for Wolverine. Yeah. Um, Canada, so I'm, I'm very I curious. Yeah. Very, all of Canada, open world. Uh, I'm very curious to see what this game actually is.
0: Yeah, I am, I'm imagining that this is probably going to be more like Ratchet and Clank as far as an open world, where you have like small open areas um, and yes. you kind of transition from place to place on like a motorcycle or another vehicle. That's more what I'm imagining for this game versus like the full open world that Spider-Man is. Like, yep. because for, for what you talked about too, where it's just like his, he's not a super agile character. Sure, he can climb on walls and you do, you do the schnickity schnick thing but for the most part he doesn't really do like he's not really like a super fast character or anything like that or he's not really like running on walls or he doesn't have like the speed of a character like Spider-Man so it'll be interesting to see more about this one well next trailer got me Ryan Turfer, very excited because Gran Turismo 7 got another trailer but it was a new <laughs> gameplay trailer for the game which I think Admittedly, went on way too long. It didn't need to be as long as it was. But, of course, it is coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, which we already knew, but we got a release date for Gran Turismo 7 coming on March 4th, 2022. Matt, I I can't, I can't believe you didn't know we needed more games in March of 2022 how, or February. How how could two, I make that
1: mistake, Ryan? 2
0: weeks after Horizon. <laughs> Just Jesus. it's going to be a, it's going to be a thing. So, um I historically I'm a huge Gran Turismo fan. It's actually my favorite racing series of all time. Um, I loved what they showed from the showcase because it wasn't, they didn't focus on the driving, um, which is one part of Gran Turismo, but it's also all the tuning of your cars as well as you going for the license tests and stuff like that. And, and doing all the stuff outside of the normal races that I think kind of makes Gran Turismo kind of a special game um, is what they kind of focused on in this trailer. And um, as someone who has loved the series for years, but Gran Turismo Sport went in a very different direction and wasn't, as good of a game and it's been like so long since we've had basically since PlayStation three, since we've had a traditional Gran Turismo game that I'm very excited for this game. And I, I just can't wait for it to come out. I don't think they need to show me anymore. Cause I'm pretty sold on it <laughs> as a Gran Turismo fan. Um, and, and, uh, I can't wait to, to find the it in March, despite the fact that it's going to be admittedly a very busy time for the game. Matt thoughts on this. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I've never been into Gran Turismo. Um, I, I grew up on a bunch of racing games, but for me, it was always more along the lines of like need for speed underground and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and grant like granted, I haven't really touched a racing game in quite some time until I recently got game pass again and hopped into Forza horizon. Mm -hmm. And man, I, it's one of those things where it's like, I didn't realize how much I missed that type of game until i kind of dipped my toe back in the water so gran turismo is something that i'm actually actively looking forward to for once i agree the trailer was a little long yeah um but like as for what the game is i'm actually much more excited than for gran turismo than i've ever been before and very very curious to try it out yeah um again like i'm I'm much more usually on the side of the kind of like the arcadey racers but again like i i've only ever heard good things about gran turismo sport aside i'm very curious to check this one out i'm actually i'm actually like optimistic
0: yeah, and and the nice thing about Gran Turismo that a lot of people maybe not know if who haven't played Gran Turismo before is even though it's considered the the realistic. You know, racing simulator. Um, there's a ton of settings you can tweak to make it uh, very arcadey. Actually, like it, it can be like an arcadey racing experience if you want it to be. So, awesome. um, like it, it's very customizable. Where it's, a, I think it, is, it serves as a nice middle ground between Forza Motorsport and then Forza Horizon on the Xbox side. Because Forza Motorsport is very much in, like totally in the realistic car direction, and then Horizon's kind of the more arcadey series. And Theft Auto was, I think, in the middle between those two games, and kind of can go either way. So. I'm, yeah. I'm very excited about that one and uh, I'm glad to know we finally have a release because again it was supposed to come out later this year not delayed um, into maybe what I think might be a worse window than <laughs> it, uh, what it was supposed to come out in this year but that remains to be seen Next you know up, though. Oh, sorry. Go sorry,
1: ahead. Bef- bef- sorry. Before we move on Grand I actually think this might be a good thing. With there's a new the new Forza coming out this fall, right? Yeah. I mean, at least in this space, seemingly as things stand, there is no other big racing game around that time frame, and I think it's long enough after Forza that you know it can kind of have its own win. Yeah. I actually think that this that this time frame, granted, as ridiculously packed as it is, for a fan of this type of game, I feel like it's a day one buy no matter what. So I actually think that this time frame actually might hopefully mean better things for the game and I hope so
0: yeah you make good points I think it'll probably stand out for sure and and I know like Gran Turismo is one of Sony's highest selling franchises of all time so I know people Mm -hmm. come out for Gran Turismo when a new game comes out so I think people are going to be very excited for this one All right, next up speaking of exciting things I can already tell Matt's excited Spider-Man 2 officially announced I think they confirmed in the blog post you can play as both Peter and Miles for the first time in the same game Venom is also going to be confirmed as the villain coming in to PS five in 2023 Matt, I'm going to give you the floor on this one. What do you think?
1: God, I really thought after Wolverine, we were not going to see Spider-Man two yet, which would have been totally fine, but good Lord. I am so excited for this game. I'm glad that they've confirmed. It's not a massive surprise that we're going to have miles and Peter both playable. I am very curious to see how that's going to work. Is this going to be, you're going to have access to both of them, Um, you know, while you're out in the open world and you can kind of freely switch between them. We saw them doing some like combo finishers. So I'm assuming there's going to be parts where you can kind of go back and forth or if not, at least be able to kind of team up in different ways. Um, I really did not expect Venom right at the end because for the entire time, it seemed like they were building up to Kraven the way that the voiceover was and the accent. And given what he was saying, um, I don't know whether it's a bit of a fake out and we're going to have Kraven as a villain and Venom as a second. I don't know if we're going to have Craven become Venom, which is something that hasn't really happened in, in the comics before. Uh, but I'm totally down for. It. I have no problem if they're playing a little bit with the way that things work. I love Venom. It's a bit like Ultimate Spider-Man is one of my favorite games because of the, the Venom story there and the ability to play as him. I'm not expecting that out of this game, but I'm very, very incredibly excited to have confirmation that it's both Peter and Miles. To have you know, seemingly Craven and definitely Venom confirmed. I can't wait, Ryan. I cannot wait. Yeah. What do you think?
0: I'm somewhat and I, I think I talked about it on the show before but I played Spider-Man and Miles Morales both for the first time earlier this year I loved both of them like the, the fact that I basically plowed through uh, Spider-Man on, on PlayStation 4 and just platinumed it and immediately went to <laughs> went straight into Miles and played that and loved both of them to death despite you know again we've talked about it before I'm not a huge superhero person mm. I'm so excited for this game it looks incredible like from the tone obviously it's you know I obviously will, will say, withhold saying it's incredible until we see the, the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I even just thought about it as you were talking. Like, what if the twist in this game is that maybe you play as Venom. Maybe he's like, the th- uh, th- becomes a third playable character and he teams up with Miles and uh, Spider-Man to maybe hunt Craven or something like that, or other villains. Like, I think that would be like a really cool side of the story, especially with the way that they, at the end of the trailer, basically had the Spider-Man logo that changed to, um, instead of the Spider-Man suit, changed to the Venom suit. Like I thought mm-hmm. that that was like, huh? Like they kind of planted that, that thought in my head that maybe you fight Venom at the beginning of the game, but then he becomes like a third character you play as. Also, as you we were talking too, I was thinking about the idea of like, maybe this is a co-op game. Like, maybe you play, you can play, like, two-player co-op, maybe, dope. with, like, one person playing as Miles and one as Spider-Man. Like, that's, that would be an amazing idea and something cool to see. Like, otherwise, I imagine it being a situation where maybe either, you A, you go to the hideout and you switch between the characters that way, or maybe you do certain missions and you, you either select for some of the missions that both the characters are there, you can pick between the characters, or it might be, like, the, the original Sp- uh, Marvel Spider-Man where you, even though you played as three different characters in that game, you played as them in specific missions. So maybe that's exactly yeah. this
1: one. So, yeah. yeah. I'm really, I'm really hoping, like I think with Venom, I think it would be really, really interesting if he does come in as a playable character to some extent. I know a lot of people are saying that it's probably going to be you know the Venom symbiote going on to Peter. You're gonna have to play as Miles to kind of stop Peter, and then it'll go off and do its own thing. I'm actually really hoping that the reverse is true. I really hope that it's the symbiote goes after Miles first, mm-hmm. um, and then you're actually taking down Miles. Just because we've seen a lot of Venom-ish Miles in the comics lately, there's been a lot of that going on. So I'm I'm just I just want to know Ryan. I, I love Venom stories. After just recently watching Spider-Man Three, that crap bag of a film, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for. Some good Venom. I'm so excited. I just I just want to see what this is.
0: Yeah, same here. So 2023, thir- really far away. I imagine it's probably going to be like later in 2023 too. So um, either way, very excited about that game. And uh, I can't wait to see more. And then last game, they capped the show off with God of War Ragnarok. No one was really surprised. We all really thought this was kind of a no-brainer to be at the show. Um, but we basically got a new story trailer basically setting up the story for God of War, Ragnarok, where it takes place years after the first game. Like, uh, basically, Atreus is a little more grown up this time. He's still young. Mm-hmm. He's still you can still yep. call him boy, but he's not young boy this time. He's like you know, middle middle of the road kind of boy this time around. Um, I mean, they showed off uh, Thor this time around. They hinted at a whole bunch of Odin stuff, which they talked about in kind of the post show. Um, that Odin's going to be in the game, of course. Ragnarok's going to happen during the game. During the game, they confirmed that after the showcase as well. They also showed off some of the new combat stuff. Which looked interesting. Um, but uh, what did you think, Matt? God of War Ragnarok. I'm stoked. Coming.
1: I'm really stoked. I mean, they basically also talked about how, like, this is the end of the Norse storyline. So, and they said that, you know, all nine realms will be in the game. So, this very much, I obviously, I don't know, just because that's the way that video games work, expected a trilogy out of the Norse storyline. It seems that like we're only going to get two games out of it which I'm totally totally fine with mm-hmm. I, I love this idea of them kind of possibly going into other types of mythology I thought gameplay wise it looked beautiful it looks dope like I got really excited about the kind of village-esque thing that we saw we've I've, we've never really seen anything to that extent mm-hmm. in God of War so I'm very curious as to kind of how the world will kind of live and breathe a little more which I hope we get to see because God of War is incredible but also a little bit empty when it comes in terms of like you know how many characters there are and stuff like in my opinion um, so I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it there. Uh, I, I can't wait. I'm a little confused, Ryan, and we spoke of this a briefly before we started recording, uh, why we didn't get a date whatsoever on the trailer, which makes me more nervous than anything else. Like, yeah, is there a chance that this game goes into 2023? I mean, it seems pretty far along, and we know they've been working on it for quite some time, so I'd, I'd be very surprised. Um, but, like, if they're kind of aiming for this to be end of the year next year with the possibility of it slipping into 2023 uh i would be i would be surprised but not at the same time i don't know what where are your thoughts on this ryan
0: so first off in the the playstation blog post um they didn't talk about this during the showcase but they mentioned in the playstation blog post that they're targeting 2022 with this game in the Mm -hmm. same kind of verbiage that you know anuma talked about breath of the wild 2 targeting you know 2022 for that game too so um it's you're right. There's a possibility that this becomes a 2023 game after it was originally announced to come out this year of all things. Um, and, and I know it's like, to your point, they've been working on this for a while. It's been, I can't believe it's been four years since God of War came out, which is crazy. Like it's right? been a, a lot longer than I would have remembered. Um, so I think what they showed looked pretty cool. Um, but I admittedly after, you know, playing the the last God of War game, I liked it a lot, but it wasn't like, I didn't like it as much as a lot of other people did. It was definitely not kind of in my personal game of the year scenario. Uh, and I think part of that is just I'm I'm more into the older God of War games because I liked the combat in those games so much more than, you know, the modern War God of War combat. Like I like more of the, the combo-y, um, fast-paced combat versus kind of the more slower and methodical combat in the God of War reboot. Um, so mm-hmm. I liked it, but it wasn't like you know, a super high moment for me. So while I am excited that this, that we're, we, from what we saw here, um, it's one of those things where it's still not super high on my list, but I am excited to finally get a chance to play it next year. Hopefully, maybe, maybe mm. in March of 2022, Matt, we'll see.
1: If we get a situation where it's basically going to be God of war versus breath of the wild too. I think that's going to be a, a, an interesting, uh, time frame. At least it won't be horizon going up against God of the, against breath of the wild again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you, Ryan. I really did like the original one. Uh, well, not the original, but the last God of War. I didn't, I think, I don't think I loved it as much as a lot of people did. I thought it was incredibly impressive. I actually preferred the new combat compared to the old. It's just, I think the more time I've spent away from it, the more I've been like it was amazing, just not my personal top ever. But I do plan to go back to it before whenever we know that this is coming because I do want to try it out with the PlayStation 5 enhancements. Yeah, um, But I, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited. It looked like there was a lot more going on at some parts there. It looked kind of like big and bombastic. So I'm, I'm, I hope they go bigger.
0: Yeah, I hope so too. And, and again, especially cause it's going to bring kind of this Norse myth, uh, Norse, uh, section to an end. And there, we know Ragnarok's going to happen. They've already confirmed it kind of in <laughs> the, the post show that we saw today that, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like they're going to, if they're doing that, they're going to do it kind of in a big Epic style. And I think it's going to be really cool. So, Yeah, we'll find out more about that next year, probably next year, next uh, E3 or next summer uh, when they want to show more is when we'll hear more about it. But to kind of round out our conversation, Matt, because we've been going for a while um, to kind of Mm -hmm. round out our thoughts on the showcase. Of course, we asked for questions for the show today. And um, the two of them, I think, nicely kind of wrapped up uh, what we need to know about the, the rest of the showcase. So, of course, friends at home, if you want to have your question read on the show, if you want to be part of the carpool, there's a number of ways to do that. So, number one, follow us on Twitter at YumiCapris. We tweet out a question post every single Wednesday asking for questions, so leave your questions there. We'll answer them on the show. Or you can join the Yumi and Capri Discord, which is free to join. The link is in the show notes. You can leave your questions there in the PlayStation Drive section and we will answer them on the show. Or if you're watching on YouTube, just leave a YouTube comment with your questions and we'll answer them on next week's show. just like jordan at jla15 did and he said what was your biggest surprise of the playstation showcase now i think we both kind of touched on this a little bit
1: but matt i'm guessing yours is wolverine right for me it's i'm gonna just kind of say call it insomniac just because wolverine sure was a surprise the fact that it's developed by insomniac and then we immediately got spider-man 2 like shortly after you know with grand trismo and sandwich in between I think just the fact that Insomniac is playing double duty on Marvel with two fantastic characters, I think that's my biggest surprise. I'm excited for Wolverine, but just the fact that it's still Insomniac is what really, really blew me away.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, My biggest surprise, I talked about it at the very top of the show. It's Knights of the Little Republic remake because, again, as a longtime Xbox person and and for a longtime KOTOR fan and knowing just the lineage of that game is on Xbox... It was like I couldn't believe that they was, was at a PlayStation show, let alone with the Sony Computer Entertainment presents <laughs> logo in front of it. So that was probably the biggest surprise for me personally because out of because I knew Insomniac was going to be here with something, but something Marvel related. I mean, Wolverine yes was a big surprise but more than anything, and how Insomniac is a bunch of wizards over there and somehow they, <laughs> they pump out games faster than like any other game company out there, and they're still good. Um, but no, Aspire's Kotor remake was definitely the thing that copied the, by surprise the most 110%. Like I did not expect to see that when we started talking today. So there mm. you go. And then the last question belongs to Seamus McIsaac at Famous Seamus. He is the most famous of all the Seamuses. And he asked the question, wow, what a show. I definitely didn't miss the whole thing due to dumb work. <laughs> Anyhow, what were the high and low points of the showcase for you? So Matt, what were the highs and, and kind of the lows of the showcase for you? What do you think?
1: yeah so i mean obviously insomniac was a high point for me um for spoken was one of my highest points i i really loved what i saw i'm obviously excited for uh, god of war um i think that was kind of the the biggest things that got me the most excited uh, along with Ghostwire tokyo i think i've kind of come around on that game and kotor for me i'm excited about but i'm curious to see more the lowest points for me and i'm surprised we actually kind of missed this uh that very weird live action trailer right at the top that went for like three minutes yeah um for me that was just I A too long and B kind of unnecessary, but we all know loves Sony loves their, their live action well, trailers. Well it's a
0: callback to like the PlayStation 3 commercials that we got for or, mm-hmm. or when the the when the PlayStation 4 first came out where they did these big like live action trailers to kind of celebrate yeah. PlayStation. So Yeah, I, I get I get why they did that, but you're right. We didn't talk about it here because I didn't think it was newsworthy.
1: Yeah, it's just it just went too long. I think that's I think that's the kind of takeaway from a lot of the lower points for me was when things just went too long. Project Eve looks really cool went too long no reason for gta gta 5 for good to be that lengthy either but the biggest lowest <laughs> most f- frustrating point of this entire that. trailer was friggin death yep. no shade to the game itself we did not need a trailer that long we did not need it to be there if you're gonna do it do it like uncharted did it it's there for a bit and then it's gone D- why why do we need to see more Deathloop, Brian? but that's 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 it for me what about you highs and lows yeah, I mean,
0: high high point, I, I agree with you. First of all, anything, all the first-party stuff from PlayStation, definite high for me, whether it was Uncharted, mm-hmm. because even that the trailers that we for, we got for Uncharted looked pretty dang cool. So um, there's that Gran Turismo, Insomniac, God of War, uh, and then KOTOR. I think, guys, all those were kind of my big highs, um, mm-hmm. despite the fact that I liked a lot of stuff here. Um, and then my low points were, like you, with the fact there was another Deathloop trailer, and it was as long as it was, because, again, We did not need that much information about it Um, combined with uh, the rainbow six extraction trailer too was kind of disappointing too. So I'm like, eh, it's fine. It exists. And then also, again, I talked about it before, even though I'm going to show my bias against Borderlands here, but you know, the tiny Tina's Wonderland trailer too. I have to throw that in kind of my, my low point for, for the the showcase. But yeah, overall Mm -hmm. I have to say pretty dang good showcase. Definitely one of the best, Game showcases that we've had this year from any company I think like definitely one of the strongest with just a really strong lineup of games coming out to the platform so I'm really excited for the future of PlayStation but Matt final thoughts before we go
1: yeah I loved it I agree I think it was easily the strongest thing that we've seen this year um I'm glad that they you know in, in retrospect we talked a lot about why aren't they at E3 why aren't they doing anything why are they so quiet I'm glad that they kind of held their cards close and kind of dropped this all on us at once. I think 40 minutes was a good length for it. It didn't feel too long. It didn't feel bloated. There was a lot there that got me excited and even things that I wasn't excited about before made me more interested in them um, except for frigging death loop. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm very, very happy with this. I'm, I, I hope it will not be another year before we get another update like this. But yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with what, ha- what, what we saw.
0: Yeah, I can imagine they're going to do a, like a showcase like this, like once a year. Like this felt like Sony's E3 showcase, which mm. just was a great feeling to have. Although again, I don't know if you knew this, Matt, but this was technically part of Summer Game Fest because, you know, Jeff Keighley tweeted that it was part of Summer oh Game Fest, God. even though it's September. So it's not really a summer <laughs> anymore. <laughs> summer uh, is forever, Ryan. I guess, I guess. But anyways, Matt, we got to go because I know this has been a very long show. But before we go, Matt
1: Plugs, go. Yeah, you can find me over at Burnout underscore Matt on Twitter, or you can go over to youtube.com slash Burnout Brighter, where we have a bunch of content. We were just part of Indie Houses, so we covered a whole bunch of cool indie games. We'll have a new review going up tomorrow that I can't talk about yet, but get ready for that.
0: Ooh, Very nice, my friend. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. You also find us on Twitter at Yumi Capris on YouTube at youtube.com slash Yumi Capri, and on podcast services around the globe. So... For Matt Sawinski, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 17 of the PlayStation Drive, and we out. The PlayStation Drive is fueled by patrons over at patreon.com slash and I want to say thank you to each and every one of our patrons from the bottom of my heart from your support across all of our content. And let's start by thanking ARCA Premium producers, Dallas Ford, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, and Jonathan Brown over at youtube.com slash PM Entertainment our Platinum Producers, Robbie Bollaby Miller and Trucker Sloth, and our Gold Members, Argo, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Emily O'Kelly, Heather Boney, James Johnson, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mack Time, Benji Kong, Marcus O'Neill, RJ Kern, Dano, Skinny Matt, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Fulia Fuji, and Xavier Reyes. Thank you all for all of your support.